Hello and welcome. To Fleece and Fruit. All right. Don, don, don. Don't. Is something bad going to happen? No. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no, it was it's an introduction. I guess. That's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> well, hello, everyone. And welcome to this week's episode of Fleece and Fruit. On Faithfulness. Ness, yes. Yes. Faithful. I'm Mel. I'm Dave. And, and uh, we'll just get right into it. Yeah. Well, Mel says that because we've already recorded this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And lost it. We did it. It did the re- we did the entire thing and it it messed up and so now we're recording the entire thing again. So yeah, and that last one was great. Yeah. It was a classic. You guys, you guys should have heard it. You it was really will. good. I'm, this and is I'm, gonna be awful. It's <laughs> this one's worse for sure. No, I'm than just that one, no. It was so I, good. I'm definitely skipping the gym to record this. So I'm I'm a little, <laughs> you know. Yeah. All right. So now. <laughs> Just so you know, we're, we're angry now. We're angry. It's an angry podcast. Angry, uh, angry, on, angry on faithfulness. Podcast. Okay. So, Mel, you have a study for us. I do. And I faithfulness, do. as we've been faithful to this podcast to, to actually re-record this. Yes. After That's actually hours. a really good point. Yes. No, I'm just no, we, Well, technically, we actually, we've been here for like... Six years. Over two hours, actually. Oh, two yeah. hours. So, um, all right. So, I am... Yes, I'm monitoring... I'm I'm monitoring our time. I'm well. I'm monitoring our recording. Yeah. Because now I'm I have like PTSD. Yeah. No, you're worried it's not actually recording, but right. it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because we're you. gonna have faith. All right, we're having yeah, faith. Yeah, yeah. All right. So Second Thessalonians three three. But the Lord is faithful, and He will strengthen you, setting you on a firm foundation, and will protect you, and guard you from the evil one. So last week we left off with God is faithful even when we are not. And so the focus is is not, oh, I'm going to do whatever I want because I know God is going to be faithful. That That's the wrong mindset. We pursue living as Jesus lived. We all want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful and trustworthy over a little. I will put you in charge of many things. Share in the joy of your master. You can find that in Matthew 25. So it's a learning process that we go through. And through that, we make mistakes in this learning process. And God is still faithful. It's important to not be so self-critical, though, and allow yourself to accept his grace. So what is grace? Because it can be confused with mercy, but they're different. So his grace is vast and has many facets, but try viewing grace for right now as the provision and accommodation of circumstances. So sometimes we're walking in faith and we don't know how things are going to work out and, and God provides. Well, there's grace for that. You know, there's this space where there are provisions provided that are not earned. So what's mercy then? Well, Mercy is being blessed and receiving the grace when you deserve the exact opposite. When the Israelites were disobedient, they built the golden calf and they worshiped the calf. Instead of God sending lightning down and striking them or sending fire or whatever, he showed them mercy and forgiveness and he restored them to be in right standing with him. That's mercy. So faithfulness as a fruit of the spirit, when we're operating out of of Holy Spirit, God provides the capability for us to be faithful. And when he provides that capability, that is an example of his grace. He's providing when we didn't earn it. So we don't have to work so hard to be faithful because he helps carry the weight. Scripture says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. A yoke is when there are two ox hooked up by that wooden post to pull a heavy load in the farmer's field. We do our part for sure, but Jesus does most of the heavy lifting and pulling. Some people put too much strain on themselves. He, he provides the capability for us to be faithful. We just have to walk it out. And sometimes that's 
really difficult. So like when our finances are, are tough, uh, some people scramble to gather money and you know they go looking in the couch cushions to see what's there. What would it look like to operate out of Holy Spirit and being faithful in that? Well, we're filled with faith, right? So instead of us running to gather money from where we could find, we go in faith to God and we say, God, I, I don't know how I'm gonna pay for this, but I'm gonna trust you to meet the need. And we stand there um, trusting in the Lord filled with faith and recognize that he's faithful faithful, and we're choosing to stand in that waiting for him and sometimes he comes through and it's right before the due date it's right before closing time it is right at the very last second but he is still faithful because it's who he is and that that's just his character and it's not possible for him to be unfaithful which we should be so grateful for and next week we will be talking about gratitude and um, so we're, we're really excited for, for next week. Next week's going to be a, a great lesson. And so right now I want to close out with uh, the, the prayer, or not the prayer, the, the scripture, um, Ephesians 5.10, trying to learn by experience what is pleasing to the Lord and letting your lifestyles be examples of what is most acceptable to him. Your behavior expressing gratitude to God for your salvation. So that is the uh, the little blurp on faithfulness. Thank you, Mel. That was awesome. You're welcome. All right. Welcome back. Ayo. Ayo. Thank you, Mel, for your study in faithfulness. Mm, yes. Um, that was really good. Oh, thank you. Um, I particularly like the part... Uh, where you discuss the financial aspects of uh, yeah. faithfulness. <laughs> um, yeah. I think... Everybody's finances are crazy right now. Yeah. No, yeah, for real. Especially, like, holidays coming up, Christmas coming up. Um, I true. think that a lot of us are worried about, you know, being able to afford presents and food and there's just... I know there's a lot of people that worry about that, but I... Yeah. You're like, I, I don't, don't give presents to anyone. <laughs> it's, it's so cheap for me. I like to get them. But I usually turn out. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I, I think that it's because, um, you know, there, there's a lot of, you know, analysts that are saying that we're not going to have Christmas as we know it. Yeah. Well, I, I think that, you know, maybe that's a good thing in some ways. You know, let it be a, a, a reality check for our hearts and, uh, you know, where our hearts are at, you know, and because and, yeah, the thing is that. True. When you, if you, it, hopefully, you know, people have family that they can spend it with. And that's what, that's the most important thing, you know, and the, the, the presence, the, 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 that's just a bonus. So, um, no, I agree. I agree. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's just our culture yeah. though. I, I know it's, and it's unfortunate, but you know, the time of year comes with a lot of stress and stuff too. So it's nice to have but, that little. Yeah, no, Life. but I think that your lesson was apt. Oh, Put thank it you. Way. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. Um, so we're going to move along into uh, news. some news. Uh, news, news. We almost harmonized, except our timing um, was off. Yeah, we'll get better. We'll work on it. It might take years, but eventually yeah. we'll be good. Because we're not going to practice ahead of time. No. Uh -uh. So if we, no. if we synchronize, it's authentic. Right. It's not rehearsed. You gotta use fire. <laughs> um, okay, so so our first our first 
story. Um, I'll read I the headline here. I always want the bad news first. Yeah, this is well. It's not. It's not bad news. It's not because we want to. We want to. We want to share good news. It's interesting news. It's neutral news. <gasps> neutral it's, news. It can be construed as bad news. Yeah. Or we're good gonna, news, depending on. You but know. that's what we're going to get into, isn't yeah. it? Let's so, get into it. Um, so the headline here is record levels of pastors, uh, more than half of mainline preachers seriously considering quitting. Uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, so it says here, uh, a study recently found that nearly four out of 10 pastors or 38% of them said they are seriously considering leaving full-time ministry. Uh, it says this re- reflects a significant jump from the 29% of pastors who reported feeling this way in January. So, so pros and cons, cons, pros and cons. What's the cons of, of that? pastors? No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need a longer episode. <laughs> pros and cons of Pros and pastors. cons of pastors leaving full-time ministry. Well, yeah. Cons so, first. Obviously, they're stressed. Well, yeah. And I mean, for, for you know, our society and the mm-hmm. way that church works, it could definitely pose a problem mm-hmm. for different churches, different bodies, um, in a lot of different ways, mm-hmm. depending on, I guess, how much certain pastors are involved in different things, right? Yeah. Um, the roles that yeah, they but we that they were. and we talked about this again. We, yeah, we talked about this, this earlier. Um, that you know, personally, I don't feel like this is. I don't know. I, I guess I should say I don't. Not necessarily that. Oh, it's not bad news, but I mean, it's a bummer that people are feeling this way. Right. That that's um, where they're at. Right, yeah. that people are so stressed that they're literally looking at leaving the ministry, right? Like, that's yeah. never a good thing. Um, but I do think that it's it's very telling, and it speaks to um, kind of how I've, I've always believed that, uh, you know, having a single, a single figure yeah. as the leader of your church that isn't Jesus mm-hmm. um, will eventually lead... To not good things. Yeah, well, that's that's a lot of pressure on, on one person. Yeah, um, absolutely. To for an entire congregation to, well, I mean, you know, not not everybody like is like this. Some people have their own relationship with God outside of of mm-hmm. the pastor going to talk to God and then bring back to the church. Hey, guys, this is what I learned this week. There's people that you know that right. have their own relationship yeah. with God, but for the vast majority of Christianity, most most people don't even open their Bible. Um, right. And so uh, that's, a, that's a lot of pressure for, for one person to have. It's not the way that God designed the church to be. Um, you know, it was supposed to be, if we're all part of the body of God, each of us plays a part, you know? The, the pinky toe is just as important as an eyeball. The pinky toe provides balance, you know? So mm-hmm. people, don't, people don't think that all of, you know, the parts of the body. Well, what's my part? What do I? Right. What part am I supposed to play? Everybody's everybody's important and integral in the uh, functioning of the church that that Jesus established. Yeah. So, um, I definitely well, see your point where you know to have one person do it all. Right. It's just not possible. Yeah. Right. I and mean, you, you mentioned if it's not Jesus. Well, I, I guess I shouldn't say it's not possible. It's not effective. I don't think it's the best way for people to, to quote unquote, do church. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, you know. It reminds me a lot of how the Israelites, you know, when they were in the desert, uh, God wanted to talk with them personally and, and commune with them personally. And they were so afraid of him. They were like, no, 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 no. Moses, you go up on the mountain, you go talk to God, and you come back and you tell us what he says. And I feel like like that's a lot of of the church today is that instead of them going to talk to God themselves, they just expect the, you know, the pastor to tell them the news for the yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, living their faith. Through, through other people, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Unfortunately, that is something that takes place a lot. And, you know, I mean, hopefully, you know, as, as we, you know, I think that um, this could be an opportunity mm-hmm. for, you know, maybe some structural change in yeah. churches. You know, maybe there needs to be a relief valve for pastors to, um, you know, kind of, I guess, pass the buck in certain uh, ways like yeah. you know not wear so many hats mm-hmm. you know not have to kind of do 10 different roles you know and, and and I mean that to me that's just so difficult and 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 all while trying to have that spiritual relationship you know for yourself as a pastor it's got to be really really difficult really really draining so I I just think that you know maybe maybe having a pastorship you know, like by committee or like a group of, or a team of, of leaders, you know, would be more effective within a church Yeah. as opposed to just having one guy try to. Well, another thing is, is that like, so, um, in Ephesians four, it actually talks that, um, Jesus himself, he appointed some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors, and some as teachers, and we really only use just like a, a couple of those in, in the normal church today. You know, we'll have the pastors and and teachers. We don't really have uh, evangelists as much. Uh, we don't really have apostles, and then even less, we we don't have prophets. Um, and then also, like when, and I know that you know this because you went to to seminary school. Um, Jesus set up the church to be almost like really large Bible study groups. And then when it got to be too big, they were supposed to branch off and, and start another home church. And they met multiple times a week, like like four or five times a week, you know? So it, it, it yeah. looked really different than, than what we have today, but you were talking about a well, structure you, change. Yeah, and I mean, when you consider the fact that Jesus himself only had 12 guys that he was pastoring. Yeah. It's pretty, well, then, it's pretty crazy for us to try to have thousands yeah but then also like like you know with with jesus there were the 12 that were you know following him very closely and then around that there were about 72 that went with him from town to town and then while he was in whatever town he had a following of about 400 people and then you know when he would do his speaking events that's when the thousands would come Mm -hmm. so um like you know, the 12, they were still reaching out to those 72 that went with them from town to town, that sort of thing. Oh, sure. Yeah. And, um, so it, it's, uh, it's a middle ground. I think that we're coming to with the, like you talked about structure change. I think that it's not going to be, uh, so such of a, a one man job. And I think it's going to kind of transition into, um, the church recognizing these other, uh, positions and having people function in, in the roles 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it has to. It has to go to something like that because I don't know. Like, you know, and I mean, these studies, you know, they were only started a few years ago of mm-hmm. tracking these kinds of things. So, yeah, I'd be shocked if mm-hmm. this is a new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the stresses of... <laughs> of pastoring and leading a congregation have probably always been there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure that, you know, that feeling of just giving up or, you know, just letting it all go, I'm sure that's been there for a lot of people at different yeah. times. So, But you, you know, think COVID might, might have well, made it a bit more right. difficult Yeah, no, I'm than sure. before. I'm added sure. A, a bit extra Pandemic. pressure. Yeah, I'm sure it had a, a big... It has it plays a big part in that. So I mean, but you know, basically, my my point is that I don't think this is a new problem. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I, I think that an article like this brings it to light. Yeah. And a lot of people don't hear about stuff like this, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe they do hear it, but they're like, "Well, it's not my pastor," you know. But in reality, it's somebody's pastor. Well, I think that yeah, I'd say probably all pastors struggle mm-hmm. with doing what they do because there's a lot to their job, you know? So, um, you know, I, I'm just interested to find out, you know, what, what will come of some of of an article like this and whether or not they continue to, to kind of delve into these things and find out if maybe there's a better way to go about church. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. So, we're going to go ahead and move into our next article, uh, which I think is a little bit of a lighter note than, uh, than what we were discussing. So, uh, so, all right. But I, I do think this is actually pretty cool. Um, so here's the headline here. Uh, it says, first ever video Bible app to illustrate God's word. Uh, make scripture more accessible. Uh, hmm. So, yeah, the story behind this is uh, there's a guy, his name's Dave Pillow. P I L L O? P I L L O W. Okay. Like the pillow you sleep on. All right. Dave, Mr. Pillow. Um, he created a uh, platform called Video Bible. Um, essentially, what it is, is he and a team are working to create an app mm-hmm. uh, that will allow people to have a more visual and or audio experience with the Bible. Oh, wow. Um, the reasoning behind this, he, you know, he says that uh, there are a lot of people uh, that struggle with just reading the Bible. Uh, okay. And not just, like, mentally or emotionally struggle. It's, it's more like there's physical ailments such as dyslexia. Oh, wow. Uh, maybe they can't read. That's a good point. Um, yeah. No, yeah. So I, one thing he says here... Um, it says here, many people who are dyslexic uh, and have literacy problems, as well as people who don't have that but prefer audio, are using uh, the Video Bible platform now. Um, you know, it, it says here, my neighbor actually said when he when you get older, it's harder to concentrate. Uh, so it's, it's even helping her. Um, and he does, you know, it says here, uh, 75 million people or 20% of the U.S. population are limited in their reading abilities. It says, while 35 million people have dyslexia, making it harder to process written words. Uh, And it says, for 54 million senior citizens, reading is increasingly tricky. And nearly one-third of the U.S. population has limited ability to experience the message of the written Bible. Yeah, that's a really good point. A lot of people don't don't think of these uh, 
people that fall into these demographics. Right. No, and I can't, you know, I can't really think of, right. I can't think of any really, I mean, so the Bible app has that, that deal where you can, um, I guess do the text to speech where the guy talks. So it does have that. I mean, so Mm -hmm. if you can't read, you can use that and listen. Um, but you know, his idea is to kind of incorporate visuals too. Yeah. Um, you know, because some, some people learn better that way. Yeah, like they just prefer to have a visual representation. So, like that's one of the, I'd say very, um, uh, very cool things things that they're doing. It says here that you know he plans to have illustrations on every page. Wow. So yeah, that's a pretty that's huge pretty undertaking. Depth and yeah. uh, very committed. There's a lot he, of Bible. He, yeah, he's he illustrate. seems you know. Like, yeah, no, I think it's cool. It's a huge project to take on. And it's on the app, it's on an app or it's on a website. Currently, it's on the website at videobible.com, so you guys should check that out. They are working f- towards an app. I mean, he's hoping uh, to to get the app finished uh, soon, and kind of that will be their like flagship okay deal uh, when it is ready. Because you know, I think I think more of us are. We're more prone to use apps than yeah. go browser searching these days. So, are they taking uh, donations or like a pay yeah, for type think, things? I think there are ways on the site to donate. Okay, um, cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I think it's a very cool thing that they're doing. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that have trouble with this. So, um, oh wow, no, I'm, I'm that, looking at it right now. Yeah, I hope that they do really well. Um, definitely go check it out, videobible.com. It's this not an really advertisement, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just something that we both thought was super cool uh, that someone's doing. No, I, I know some people that are dyslexic and, um, yeah, I could, they've told me of, of their struggles. Um, so I could see how this would be a really big help to, to people. And, and then also, you know, with the elderly and, um, you know, it, it's getting harder to, to see as we get older. Um, I could see how this could be a really big benefit for them. Yeah, and I mean, one thing to point out is they don't, so one of the cool things is the, the you know, the founder says that, um, you know, they there's absolutely zero commentary in their Bible. Okay. So there's no, there's no opinions, there's no, you know, anything like that. It's just It's like just watching the Bible. the Bible. Right, it's yeah. just straight up the Bible, no changes. So, um, you know, he was clear about that. So, yeah, no, Very definitely cool. go check it out. I think it's going to be Videobible.com. pretty awesome. Yeah. So, uh, moving on from there, uh, <laughs> I do have some music. Um, what do you got? Well, What's the band? All right. So, they're called the Grey Havens. The Grey Havens. Yeah, I think you would like them, actually. You need to give them a listen. Are they folky? Folky um, indie? Folk indie? I love yeah. folk. They're, I don't know. That's hard to describe. They have a very indie sound. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you asked me this earlier, too. What? I just... How, how to describe their sound and I just don't really know how to yeah it's just um, unique yeah it's a it's a guy uh, and his wife mm-hmm. uh, they both sing mm-hmm. they harmonize together um, I'd say the sound is is similar to like the musicality of like a need to breathe okay um, but their voices are are very different yeah. from that style so it, it, it's just it's it's I think it's pretty creative, and I think that they have a really cool, unique sound. Um, 
But yeah, so anyway, check, check them it out. out. Yeah, Gray, uh. <laughs> Gray Havens. Um, the song that they actually just had a, a new release. I want to say it's called uh, uh, Summer to Winter or okay. something to that effect. Um, but yeah, check them out uh, on Spotify. I think you guys will like them. So did you... I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> I knew you were looking it up. <laughs> she has to know. Well, I do need to know. Summer Meets Winter by the Great Havens. Summer Meets Winter. I tried. You did. I knew you the, were so I knew close. the seasons were in there. The seasons were in there. It's actually a really cool song. You need to you listen to it. You could have said that this, the spring meets fall and the seasons still would have been there. I got there. the right one. Yeah, but you got the right season. Accuracy. So good job. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a break and then we'll come back and pray. Um, yeah. So All right. right back. No finger guns. Yes, forever. Welcome back. Hey yo. Hey yo. That's like <laughs> is it? That's like your intro it, well, saying. I Ayo. I'd say ao to everything. It sounds like mayo. It it does. You say it's it. It, it, mayo. Ayo is three fourths of the word mayo. <laughs> so you do have a point oh, there. Oh man, excellent. <laughs> so super super funny. We. We flipped to see who would pray, and we couldn't find a, a coin yes. in this entire house. We couldn't find a coin, no. and so we, very we, poor. we flipped a very, lifesaver very to see yes. who would pray us out. We flipped a lifesaver, and Melody won, <laughs> and I won. She gets to pray. I get to pray. Um, so, uh, so we'll pray. Yeah. We'll pray. Oh, and by the way... Um, so definitely send in your prayer requests. Oh, yeah, that too. That too. And your praises. Um, what is it? Prayer? Well, your praises for us are great too, but we mean praises. Yeah, praise like... reports. Like, <laughs> like your kid no, got all so A's great. or, yeah. <laughs> or that. Um, but, uh, no, our, our email is prayer at fleeceandfruit.com. Yes. So, uh, shoot us an email with, yeah. uh, you know, anything. And we'll, we'll pray for you. Yeah. We'd love to do and, that. And, um, but yeah, let's get into prayer real quick. Okay, Melly's right. excited to pray. I'm excited to pray. All right. <laughs> Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we're uh, in this place learning about faith and not, not what it means just for us to be faithful, but that you are, are faithful even when we're not and that you provide the capability for us to be faithful. And thank you that you are faithful to pull the heavy weight, that you carry uh, the majority of the, the load and we just need to, to walk and, and do our part, and you take care of the rest, God. So we thank you for that. Please continue to teach us about uh, faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for your <laughs> prayer. All right. Well, that concludes this week's episode of Fleece and Fruit. We'll see you next week for Thanksgiving. She's doing the finger, finger guns. Gun. Yeah, just... That's my thing. A.O. and finger guns. No. Forever. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>